Hey, everybody, and welcome into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him. We're both sick to our by God stomachs because we just witnessed Kyra Lewis miss two free throws. Jimmy, I mean, like, seriously, we're doing this podcast, what, five minutes after um, after Kyra Lewis misses two, two free throws, to which would have won the game or just hit one of them and go into OT and they're in foul trouble. And instead, Alabama – limps out of Coleman Coliseum with another loss to a team we should have beaten. And granted, Penn's not that bad. And I don't mean to – I don't want to be so down on the beginning of the Nate Oates era because I thought the team played better. I thought there were a lot of bright spots. Kyra dropping 30 is a big deal. Um, but, man, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't walk out with the same terrible feeling as you have from – However many of the best seasons of, of Alabama basketball, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, I guess if somebody keep their head up and say, hey, we got to look forward to this and look forward to that, uh, more power to you, man. You're more of an optimist than I am. I am – I'm sick to my stomach. I know Kyra Lewis is. I'm not blaming him. I just um, – I don't even know what to say, Jimmy. What about that uh, – the the petty call on the, uh, the uh, goaltending? That was total shit. I mean, a terrible, terrible call. But I'll say this. I thought they also got the call wrong. Well, maybe they didn't get the call wrong because they did call it effectively a jump ball on the controversial out-of-bounds play. Um, but that's just stupid. I mean, that that was clearly outside the cylinder. Yeah. And, I mean, there, there was that that was, you know, I, I don't want to use the word luck because, I mean, that was just how do you, how do you blow that? How do you blow that on replay? But so that, but really, what lost the game? And I know everybody's going to look to Kyra missing the free throws. I get it because that's at the very end. And I'm sure, like I said, no no one feels worse than Kyra, who happens to be an outstanding free throw shooter. He just is. But that just might have been too much for for him at the end. But uh, losing Herb Jones, I mean, uh, it's it's a one possession game. We lose the game by one possession. He's the best defensive player. He's not on the floor at Alabama already shorthanded. Uh, we only have 10 available scholarship players. And then to lose Herb Jones, who, who's the defensive stopper uh, in a one-possession game. And, again, not looking for excuses. These are facts. They, th- that's just a fact. You lose your best defensive player uh, with that injury, and, uh, and it had just a huge effect. And uh, I wouldn't say, you know, we've lost worse games in November, December, because Penn is likely – likely to be a top 100 team and and I know that might not sound like much to, to to some folks but being a top 100 team does make a big difference when when it comes to March and but gosh you 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 know Alabama doesn't need to be worrying about March right now they need to just worry about getting better and didn't shoot well at all um crazy they'd score that many points and not shoot well but they didn't shoot well got to get Herb Jones healthy and hopefully he doesn't have a big problem and Got to come back Monday night against Florida Atlantic and get a win. Um, so I was doing the sports splits show and I only, get, you know, I was trying to watch the game and do the show and the show ended at nine. And so I got to see the last little bit uh, more in a more dedicated fashion. What What's the latest with Herb? I don't know the latest with Herb. He was just injured in the first half. It's an elbow injury. He did not come back in. 
The fact that he was on the floor and not headed for surgery by ambulance is probably good news as far as Alabama basketball's normal luck is is concerned. And I guess by the time people are hearing this podcast tomorrow morning, uh, you guys may know more, but literally we uh, we are recording this minutes after the loss. Uh, we wanted to record it late uh, tonight just simply because we knew when, when you guys – uh, our fan, uh, the, the fans of the show, the huge groupies we have that love the show. Uh, tomorrow, uh, y'all would want to hear a recap of uh, of the basketball game and the uh, college football rankings. So that's why we waited until late uh, late Tuesday night to to record uh, for those reasons. So you guys listening to this may know more than we know right now, but uh, but but you know, her hurt his elbow uh, and missed most, if not almost, all of the game. And uh, no doubt that made a huge, huge, huge difference when your best defensive player isn't on the floor for, I would guess, uh, 30 of the 40 minutes. Uh, all we all we would have needed was maybe two defensive plays by Herb, and he's going to give that to you every night. Oh, Jimmy, I just – man, I'm, I'm just so – I mean, this could have been uh, – you hit both those free throws. You know, this is, a, this is just a glorious start. Instead – it's it's just something all together. I don't I mean I'm really I'm I'm down in the dumps about this. And not only that, we got six freaking days until we can make up for this. That's right. Florida Atlantic, I don't know much about them basketball wise, but you gotta figure they're probably not as good as Penn. But shoot it better, get Herb healthy, get him out there. Hey, one thing that's gonna hurt us all year long, you know, we play up and down, up and down, up and down, uh tough uh with only ten guys. Um uh, main guys played a ton of minutes tonight, but again, it was affected by the fact that Herbert Jones was out. So I heard his elbow about, my guess is about eight, nine minutes in to the first half, uh, took him in the locker room. He did come back out, sat on the bench, but never reentered the game. To my knowledge, I did interrupt my listening to focus on the college football ranking show. A lot going on tonight. Well, a lot going on on a Tuesday night uh, during the week. So I had to, basically interrupt the basketball game to watch the rankings uh, show on ESPN. So I don't believe Herb ever came back into the game. And uh, that was a big blow. Uh, again, what, what was clearly described by Roger, by uh, Roger Hoover and Brian Passink is a horrible, uh, a horrible decision by the officials uh, as it relates to that petty, goaltending call that that really I mean that 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 may have decided the game right then and there may have decided the game right then and there give Alabama those two points at that spot game plays out totally differently uh I don't I, and I'll tell you something else I just do not I appreciate everything he did for Alabama's basketball program in the day I do not like listening to Wimp do color for these Alabama basketball right. games I mean he's I, I almost, almost anti, radio, so. he's almost anti-Alabama I swear he was like, oh, this is going to be, you know, Penn's about to get an easy layup or um, I mean, I'm, I'm talking 10 seconds before plays run uh, or that ball was clearly in the cylinder. And I'm like, what are you looking at? Now, the rest called it that way, but they obviously have the same uh, issue you do. Um, uh, I'm just uh, I mean, I'm so sick to my stomach and, and really to see Kyra's reaction and people forget he's. <laughs> it's so dumb to say this. He's young for his age. He's young for his class. Um, yeah. And that's so right. Kyra is supposed to, that should have been the first college game of Kyra Lewis's career. 
Yeah. And we think of him as a veteran, but that should have been age-wise the very first game of Kyra's college career, and he scores 30 freaking points. But, hey, sometimes the moment's big. And I, I know as, as fans that sit here and we listen on the radio or watch it on TV and we're disappointed and we're like, come on, man, they're free throws. But let me tell you, one of the defining things I say about sports is – there's a four-foot putt, and there's a four-foot putt to win the Masters, and those are two incredibly different things. And if you think it's just easy to walk up and drain a four-foot putt to win the Masters, you are crazy. I mean, when it's at the end of the game and the whole thing is riding on you, it is tough. It doesn't matter how many times you practice free throws. It just matters, and sometimes the moment is just just big, and you just have to – Pat the kid on the back and say, uh, let's keep working on it, buddy. Uh, gosh, it's just, just tough to, to come through, uh, with the weight of the world on your back. Uh, it, it, I mean, it really is. And, um, you know, aside from all that, I mean, there, there are obviously a lot of problems. We missed a lot of bunny shots that I saw, uh, petty, yes. you know, missed a wide open three. Now, Kyra ended up hitting the three. Even you're talking about Petty and the goal interference. Yeah. It, that didn't really matter because they down and don't get points, and we come back and hit the three. So it Kyra really, hits the three. Yeah, we yeah, did take a really, lead after that fact. Yeah, it didn't matter much. Um, but, you know, and Petty misses a three, and, in the, and again, it didn't matter a ton. But, 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 God almighty, man, I, I just – I, I I don't know. I, I don't know. How am I going to ever love again, Jimmy? <laughs> we can bounce back against and get an exciting win Monday over the Florida Atlantic Owls, and you'll just be right back. You'll be right back up. But let's see, you know, I, th- I think just me, and I know, you know, we can, uh, we can separate the sports, but why am I thinking that if we somehow manage a football win over the LSU fighting Tigers on Saturday, you're going to feel – Better. I feel a little better immediately. Yep. Because we'll see what happens. We're, we're, will we? Uh, poker. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. Who was it? Who was in that? Uh, Matt Damon and Edward yeah. Norton. Yeah, right, yeah. Man, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a Vegas when, thing. Yeah, when um, Matt Damon, like his, you know, his girlfriend. He was. Oh God, what's her name? Um, she's kind of a. Fa- it's like Maggie or Molly or no. I think it's Molly something, but anyway, she's, um, she's re- she's really good looking, but she is such a pain in the ass in this movie, which I can't tell if that's because she's an actual pain in the ass or because she was supposed to be a pain in the ass. I, I really don't know. If so she really is a pain in the ass. That's not acting at all. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe she's just a good actress. I, I, I don't know, but, um, there was, so she leaves Matt Damon because he, she knows he's gambling again and he's sitting there all bummed out because she took all her shit. And um, Edward Norton, who's trying to convince Damon to gamble again, says, you know what make, cheers me up, man? And he's like, what's that? He goes, stacks and stacks of chips. And, you know, chips you can't even see over. And, and taking money from dumbass tourists. or so, I mean, I'm not quoting this verbatim. And, and Matt Damon's like, oh, yeah? And so when you said that about beating LSU, I feel like you're Edward Norton and I'm Matt Damon. I'm like, oh, yeah? Beating that cheers you up okay let's go do it let's go do it i'm fired up now <laughs> well let's beat them saturday because now we, we are ranked behind them despite all season being ranked above them and 
in the uh, non-influential Associated Press and Coaches poll. The only poll that matters comes out tonight. We're behind LSU, but that's fine. That's fine. We get to play them. No Alabama fan needs to be upset or or disrespected. I mean, the fact is, I mean, hey, Alabama, win your games, beat LSU, beat Auburn, win the SEC championship in Atlanta, you're in the playoff. So in that sense, it just does not matter until you lose. But, but this, I think where Alabama is in the rankings at number three, based on resume, if Alabama loses to LSU on Saturday, it's going to take a confluence of events for Alabama to get back in the playoff race. There just won't be any quality wins on Alabama's schedule outside of Auburn and arguably Texas A&M, who could be 7-5 and five by the end of the year. So, Alabama, you need to beat LSU Saturday, or it's not going to be uh, there won't be an Alabama Crimson Tide in the playoff. I, I just think that that's my takeaway from tonight. And and LSU could theoretically get back in it, uh, e- even with the loss on the road to Alabama in a close game. But 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 regardless, uh, precarious spot for Alabama. Got to beat LSU Saturday. But I feel pretty good about uh feel pretty good about our chances here. Well, Jimmy, if Alabama doesn't beat LSU, a lot of people are going to need Roman. Roman is where you can get a free evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Um, The good good folks at Roman cheering us all up. Thank you for your good work, Roman. (laughs) I mean, if I'm going to tell you the truth, if this were talking the old talk in Tuscaloosa, this is where the jokes would be a plenty. But uh, (laughs) I think we need to clean it up a hair here. But if we were going to clean it up a hair, I'd 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 have my reading for Manscaped. But we have no Manscaped reading today. There's no man's, but we love the Manscaped people. We do love the Manscaped people. Wait a minute. Do we love the Manscaped in quotes people, or do you love Manscaped people in general? I think it works both ways. Everyone. I love everyone. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. All right. So let's do talk about these these rankings now. Um, You're right. Ohio State Mm -hmm. does come out uh, as the number one team. I think that's where it should be. I know a lot of people. A lot of people felt like it should be LSU. I, you know. Okay, um, I think we're splitting hairs here, but I I, I really think it should should have been a uh, should definitely be uh, Ohio State. Here's, here's the thing about the resume, and 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 you know, I've, I've read some Twitter reaction and and people reaction. Of course, I watched the ESPN show uh, and turned down the basketball game when that was on. This is what would per- perturb me: the same people that go. You can't rank Ohio State number one with their schedule. LSU's played a tougher schedule. You can't put Ohio State number one. Were those same people not fans of the BCS when the BCS was basically computers deciding who was number one? And the people are, you can't let computers decide this. We need an eyeball test. Okay, now we have an eyeball test along with things that the computers are taking into consideration. The fact is, eyeball test. That's why Ohio State's number one. I mean, who who has watched these games and 
Ohio State is their margin of victory is over forty points a game, and they're not playing. They're not playing group of five teams every week. And and I realize they haven't played the toughest schedule. Although overall they have strength of schedule overall. Ohio State's played the toughest schedule of 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 the non top nine top teams. So. I have no problem with number one, Ohio State. I would have put them at number one based on what I have seen in the games starting week number one. Ohio State has looked like the best team to me. That doesn't mean they're going to win the national championship or that Alabama is being unfairly treated. No, Alabama wins their games. You get your shot at Ohio State. Maybe Alabama wins the game. I, I do think Alabama is a team that's improved from, from week number one. But based on – the first 10 weeks total on what we've seen. I put Ohio State one, I put LSU two, I put Alabama three. The committee did the exact same thing. Little surprise, Penn State was four ahead of Clemson, but resume, resume, Penn State should be ahead of Clemson. Yeah, I think so too. I think they got it right. In fact, I predicted on the show as it was going on that this is what it would be. I thought it that's exactly what it should be. Um, and it again, I don't know why anybody gets really upset about this. It it doesn't mean anything. It just gives us more talking points, which is a good thing. So yep. I, I say let this thing kind of play out now. I do think it's really cool that the the number one and number four have to play each other, and the number two and the number three have to play each other, and the number six and either the two or three will play each other eventually. I mean, that's all that's very right. cool. There's, there's Meanwhile, so much football to be played, so much to be settled on the field and not in the committee room. That stuff will be settled thing. on the field. Here's the other thing. I think uh, I think what's going to happen is, you know, unless uh, there's some pretty significant upsets, I, I wouldn't be shocked even, uh, even if an undefeated Clemson team, which I think we all now believe Clemson are going defeated, didn't just get to number four and stay at number four. Like I'd, I'd, I'd be a little shocked if they went to three and here's what's important. If Clemson's at three, it's really important for Alabama to be at one and not because that means, well, we have to avoid Clemson, but because I don't want to play Clemson in Atlanta. I want Clemson to go to Arizona and play Ohio state that's what I think, or Penn State. I think that's what the best case scenario for Alabama is. For Alabama, I think the best case scenario is to be the one seed or the four seed, which it seems it the least likely of all the seeds for Alabama is probably four, right? I mean, because if we lose to LSU, I would think Alabama's our, our not going to be a four unless they're in with the uh, only way Alabama's a four is if they have a loss. Exactly. And th- to, to be four with a loss, again, goes back to that confluence of events you're talking about, which I don't think will happen. So I think Alabama at this point can is either one or not in. Does that make sense? As a matter of fact, that makes total sense. It's kind of weird to put it that way, but that is totally true. Well, I mean, Alabama could, you know, you beat LSU, you lose to Auburn, you still get to Atlanta in that scenario and beat Georgia. Alabama's probably in at that point as a four, but here's a fact. Oh, I mean, it's just one game and, and, and let's see what happens with Auburn. I have a hard time believing Alabama is going to lose to Auburn, especially if they lose to LSU or, or, or have a national championship on the line. I, I, I don't, I don't really see that right now, but yeah, 
I, I agree with that general principle. Alabama is going to be number one or uh, or not in at all. Because I think Alabama will be number one if they beat LSU, beat Auburn, win in Atlanta. Alabama's probably number one. And then uh, then Alabama is in Atlanta in that semifinal. Yeah, and, and that's where Alabama wants to be is in Atlanta. Um, but if they're in Atlanta and you play Clemson, all of a right. sudden any advantage to playing in Atlanta is gone. In fact, it's, it's not just gone. It's probably even less in your favor. Because I would tell you today that Ohio State and Clemson would play in the semifinal in Arizona. That's right? what I that's okay. That's what I'm hoping for. So yeah, if that's right. the case, then that here's what I think has to happen. Okay, so if Ohio State and Clemson go to Arizona, um, which I think makes sense. Now, first of all, there there might be some outcry from Ohio State fans saying, "Hey, we should not move from that number one spot." But even if they are number one, they'll still go to Arizona, wouldn't you? I would think Ohio State would be in Arizona because they're longer. I mean, yeah, I would think Ohio State and Arizona. But here's the thing: if Alabama beats LSU, I, one week from put it this way, Ohio State was number one, and I think it was almost consensus. That's just my 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 read. The winner of Alabama LSU, regardless of who it is, is likely to be number one next week. I think oh, I the totally winner agree. of Alabama LSU is number one because it becomes the biggest best win of the year by anyone. And if Alabama by, by a long shot LSU, Alabama beats probably don't relinquish it because they get two big bump games after that in, in terms of Auburn and and you know uh presumably Georgia. So yeah, I would think yeah, Alabama I, one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, and then Alabama be playing in Atlanta against whoever gets in, but it, it, assuming it's a one-loss Pac-12 champ or a one-loss Oklahoma, uh, whichever one of the two gets in, that's who Alabama would play in the semifinal. But, boy, did we just blow through a whole month of games there, assuming a whole, <laughs> a whole hell of a lot, didn't we? Assuming chalk, well, you know, when – Three weeks ago, we were like, well, Oklahoma's in. You know, they have no chance of not of losing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is interesting because now, I mean, call me crazy, I think Alabama has another good shot to play a Pac-12 team in uh, in Atlanta for the the second time in a semifinal. We could play Oregon or Utah. Hey, I think uh, tonight was a win for the Pac-12. I mean, Oregon and Utah, Utah a, little, a couple spots higher, and I assume they might be. But Oregon and Utah at seven and eight, that tells me that, I mean, if they both survive all the way to the championship game and there's a Pac-12 championship game between those two one-loss teams, it may be hard to keep the winner of that thing out, uh, even with all the talk going all the way back to the second week of September that the Pac-12 champ is out. Uh, I don't know. And let me tell you, eyeball test, Oregon's good. Eyeball test, Oregon's good. And I know that the Auburn fans that listen to our show – which is probably zero, but if there is an Auburn fan listening to our show, let me just break this news to you that you might disagree with, but I think this is a fact. If Oregon played Auburn this weekend, Oregon wins by 17. It's not I'm talking a close if they game played in Auburn. Weekend. If they played yes. in Auburn, that's the score. Auburn, for the second year in a row, played a really good Pac-12 team at exactly the right time because they yeah. wouldn't have won in almost any other week. 
Oregon is a better football team than Auburn, and I'm a big proponent of judging teams by head-to-head. But no, no, no. I, 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 I happened to be in front of a television Saturday. I know it's one Saturday, but I saw Auburn play against Ole Miss. I was flipping back and forth between that and Oregon USC. Oregon's a better football team. They're better than Auburn. Well, Jimmy, there, there's still a gazillion things to go over. I, I mean, really quickly, I kind of want to save this for tomorrow when I'm in a better mood. But because um, I really am, I mean, people don't know we literally just got through watching that gut wrenching game. So, and I kind of we had planned on doing the podcast uh, for Wednesday tonight after the game, and and I said, well, let's just go ahead and get our visceral visceral. Um, Reaction. I just didn't know I'd need a vomitorium to to get through this. Um, you know, those were such a things. Like vomitoriums were a thing, apparently, a thing. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a thing, and I, and I don't why. Well, because here's I mean, the thing: this is before day, we invented bulimia, right? Well, yeah, I think what it was like: rich people wanted you to know how much food they had by eating all they could, and so then they'd throw up what they had and then go eat some more. But here's the thing with me. Like when I throw up, I'm not like, oh God, you know what what would be awesome is a roast beef sandwich. I never do that. I throw up and I'm like, I never want to eat or see food again. Isn't that what you do? Uh I I, I don't throw up much. You know, I had uh food poisoning a couple <laughs> of Aprils ago. I had food oh, poisoning did, yeah. two Aprils ago or three Aprils ago. About two Aprils ago it was on an A Day. Uh and I had food poisoning, and it was the, about the sickest I've ever been in my whole life. I threw up like they, – they would have named the vomitorium after me. That's how much I threw up. That I mean, it, it, it would have been the Jimmy Stein vomitorium famous all over Italy or Rome or, you know, where, wherever wherever it was. But before that, I don't even remember last time. I, I haven't thrown up from uh, from drinking since 2007. Well, so. Okay, well, first of all, you're not bragging a lot there. You were like 40. Yeah. <laughs> I was, well, 2007, I was 37 years old, which is still a little I, old. That's, up not, that's not like, don't tell anybody else that. Sometimes, you know, I feel like you say the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud. Um, but, but no, I, I'm like, you had food poisoning about a year ago. And it was, I remember where I got it. I got it from like a, a like a, a Vietnamese slash Chinese restaurant that I've, I've always liked. I've always liked it, but I got something wrong. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I told my wife, I was like, I just don't feel great. And I walked into the bathroom and I'm talking, when I say I'd never hurt, you know, you always hear puke your guts out, but I've always had kind of an iron stomach, man. I couldn't stop throwing up. I mean, like it just, it was everywhere. I mean, it, it, it was, even the exorcist would have been like, dude, I, I got nothing for you. I mean, I got, what do you want me to do? Um, I mean, I thought we were going to have to move. Um, and and the, even after that, you know, I couldn't eat because you, you're disgusted by anything. And I mean, I'm hallucinating. Um, and I didn't have any cool, like Selma Hayek hallucinations either. It was like no, no. <laughs> some terrible hallucinations. And instead like, of uh, praying, instead of praying for for God to cure you, instead of praying that like, God make the stop, the prayers are instead just take me, take me, take- I'm done, <laughs> take me, I'm done. Uh, this is it. I, it's over. It's over. Just just I, take me. 
In fact, I think I sang the entire song, Jesus Take the Wheel, and I've never heard it. <laughs> That's how much I was hallucinating. Um, so, but I want to talk tomorrow. We'll talk about all these recruits coming into town. And, oh, man. Because uh, it is. I'll a, take up the whole I mean, show. Uh, it's, it's the list is unbelievable. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, and I can't wait to talk about it. But I, Jimmy, I can't do it right. I'm not, I'm no. not in the mood. And this is a, that's going to be a happy thing. And I just found out that I do have tickets for this game now, and that's a happy thing. Um, and I just can't. I, I I'm not. In the, I'm not in the mood, man. We'll do Alabama LSU football on tomorrow's podcast. It'll be a lot of happy talk. We're going to really break it down. I think we need to really break down. You know, when Alabama runs the ball, this is what we're going to be up against. When LSU runs the ball, this is what they're going to be up against. Burrow versus Tua. So much to talk about with the actual matchup. I've been going to Alabama games since 1988. 1988, and I think I've missed probably just six or seven home games since 1988. So I'm I'm there every week. And I, I say all that to say this is the second biggest home game ever for me. Going to Bryant Denny, and now we're talking about what? What? That's like uh, 12 plus 19. That's 31 years of going to the games. This was the first biggest one uh, – was the first biggest the 2011 game? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2011 LSU, biggest home game ever seen in person at Bryant-Denny. Or, I'm including Legion Field in that. I'm, I'm going back to 1988 and uh, in, in terms of when I, when I started going to the games when I was an 18-year-old freshman. And this is the second biggest home game of my whole going to Alabama game – career so uh lots of fun stuff there and we'll we'll try to be over the basketball loss by then but oh poor Kyra poor Kyra god it's I mean I feel so bad for that kid I mean he'll I kind of hope it means he'll come back I kind of hope it means he'll come back next year though (laughs) I don't think in the years like an 82 he'll in the years like an 82 percent free throw shooter I'm gonna be going boy that Kyra can shoot some free throws but well, and, and I knew we were in trouble because, see, I was listening to the game on um, – I had it – I had stopped my car for any uh, officers listening and was watching the game on my phone. And Eli said – you know you know, Eli is sort of a little dry about some of this. 80 – he's uh, – Kara Lewis is an 82% free throw shooter and he's already four for five for the night. There goes the first one. No good. And I'm thinking, well, there goes that. And uh, it's over. And, you know, I, could, I wimps in the background. You can hear him, like, whispering, miss it, miss it, miss it. It's, <laughs> I don't know why. He wasn't really doing that, but I think he was. Um, all right. Well, roll tide, everybody, anyway. Damn it. Roll tide, and uh, we'll really, really break down Alabama LSU tomorrow as we get one day closer to Game of the Century, the sequel. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Roll tide.